Far from the fanfare and official coverage of the Olympics, Hendrik Berner walks through Vancouver's downtown east side, camera in hand. He's doing his own reporting. Okay, at the moment we're walking with my friend Krista, who uh, is going to on-site. On-site is a detox and rehabilitation facility. Just, I want a better life, change my life. I've had enough <laughs> of it down here. What's your life been like? Miserable, <laughs> lonely, and just tough. While official Olympic broadcaster CTV shows the sanitized version of Vancouver during the games, people like Berner are getting the tools to document this side of the city, the so-called four blocks of hell. I think it's very important. The world is here to watch, so uh, we want to make sure that people see this, this side of our society as well. You know. Berner wears a smart collared shirt under a black pea coat. He pulls out his small Panasonic to record his friend's big day. It's uh, 20 after 11, Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day, 2010. Berner is an unlikely journalist. His front teeth are either missing or brown and crumbling. For many years, he too lived on the streets or in a rat-infested hotel. How many times have you tried to detox before? Couple time. He started getting involved, first in social justice issues, then in community media projects. Now he shoots video and takes pictures for a group called AHA Media. They use camera phones to produce content for social networking sites like Twitter and Facebook, as well as YouTube, Flickr, blogs, and live streaming on community websites. What do you like about social media? What attracts you to it? I can connect to people all over the world. And uh, I can do that in the way that I see my world without it being filtered for commercial reasons. You know, I show things the way that they are. Other people can derive strength from that as well by getting their story out. He takes me to the intersection of Main and Hastings streets. He calls it pain and wastings because of all the drug dealing. We pass a woman in pajamas smoking crack on the side of the street. A lot of people die here waste their lives. That's usually all that's reported, but if you can see the other side of it, I've lost a lot of friends here. You okay? No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Almost done. The man who helped Berner get behind the camera is Erwin Ostindi. He now runs a community media arts society called W2. The Olympics is uh, happening to our community. And so as media makers, we're really interested in how that story is told and what better way than to simply seize the control over the means of that storytelling and the dissemination. The organization gives downtown Eastside residents access to cameras to document their community. During the Olympics, it's offering a workspace to independent journalists and bloggers, and it's holding daily press conferences on topics that don't make it into the official Olympic coverage. It's an opportunity to promote values that we think are intrinsic for a functioning democracy, which is citizen access to storytelling, communication as a human right, and to really have a healthy civil society, you need healthy communication infrastructure. It's day four here in Vancouver, and I gotta tell you, I'm surprised I'm holding up as well as I am, you know? Because I'm not as young as I was in Salt Lake City. And it has been
Dave Olson has covered Olympics before. He's podcasting from a pavilion celebrating Northern Canadian culture. At Salt Lake City in 2002 and again at Turin in 2006, he and others documented the games by uploading pictures to Flickr. Now he's encouraging more people to do the same. He sees it as a small R revolution. The Olympics is different on the ground than on TV, and whether you like it, you want to protest it or celebrate it, you have a right to tell stories, and you should have the skills and the tools to do that. Olson runs the True North Media House campaign. Through True North, people interested in becoming social reporters can print off self-accreditation badges. They mark all their Facebook and Twitter feeds with the same tags, and they become part of a network where so-called grassroots journalists can unite, learn from each other, and amplify their messages. The content that's coming in well in advance of mainstream media and being spread around all around the world instantaneously is pretty remarkable. Never before have we seen this much recognition of social media as a form of journalism. The BC government's International Media Centre has registered 30 online media, more than at any other Olympics. That gives them access to its facilities, sources, video footage and story ideas. And mainstream media are now picking up some of their work. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you. Famous last words. Hope she makes it. And maybe one day, even picking up on the work of Hendrik Berner. For CBC Radio, I'm Hiba Ali in Vancouver.